millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to my channel. My voice is a little better today, so let's get into some more I Do Work Here Lady stories. We aren't trying to hack you. We are the guys that build your computers. So my friend and I work for a tech support company. We are a retailer for one of the most popular point-of-sale software suites in the country. We also dabble in all the hardware and peripherals that go with it. Both my friend and I are systems analysts. He specializes in databases and menus. I focus on integration, which usually comes down to making sure whatever stupid bean counting program the client uses to track their sales internally works with our equally janky software. Yay! Both of us have plenty of experience in computer science, networking, and cybersecurity. So it has been a long, long day and we both had to stay late due to one fire or another. It is three in the morning and we decide the best course of action is breakfast slash dinner. We head to a local diner that just so happens to be one of our clients. They don't get their tech support through us, but we sell them hardware. We, being nerds and lacking basic people skills, don't notice that we are the only customers in the place. They are dead. We get coffee and breakfast slash dinner. Just a couple of fat nerds enjoying the fruits of our labors. That is when my friend notices something. Mounted to the ceiling behind me is a wireless access point. I didn't know they had customer Wi-Fi, he says. It turns out they don't. The only Wi-Fi available is listed as Diner 3PD. The 3PD stands for third-party delivery, meaning that it is the Wi-Fi used to make their Grubhub or DoorDash tablet work, or whatever third-party delivery company they use. The Wi-Fi is also not password protected. Quickly forgetting ourselves, my friends and I set to work. After gaining access to the Wi-Fi through my phone, I poke and prod and find out that the Wi-Fi is plugged into their switch. This means that it is behind all of their security and basically is a backdoor into their computer system. The two of us get about as animated as fat nerds are prone to do and begin throwing jargon around as we analyze and prod at the store's network. We find their office computer and soon are just one password away from their internal documents. The store is horrendously unsecured. After confirming our suspicions, we discuss, and my friend says the phrase that triggers this whole situation. Okay, how would you do it? How would you rob this place? I start off on a long and elaborate plan involving a Raspberry Pi, some batteries, and a woman's purse. Any person versed in cybersecurity would be laughing at the two of us by this point. However, the general manager for the diner was not well versed in cybersecurity. We had not noticed, but our waitress had gone into the kitchen to do the dishes, and the GM was now our waiter. He never said anything to us but was on top of those drink refills. My friend and I compare ideas for stealing from the place and then go and estimate how valuable a diner like this would be to rob in terms of credit card numbers and employee identities. All parts of this discussion basic and silly, but the GM hears scary words like dark web, bitcoin, blockchain, and others such. So he grabs a notepad and begins to write things down. So the store's general manager had written down as much of our conversation as he was able to and despite mishearing some of the jargon, 
Dragon. He does a decent job of writing down both of our plans for robbing the diner. He then calls us Thor's internal IT company and tells them what we are saying. The IT guy who takes their phone call is relatively new and tells the GM to call 911. Once again, my friends and I are more concerned with our food than our surroundings. Close to 10 minutes later, two cops show up. They sit along near us, separated by a divider, and coffee just materializes silently at their table. They then just look at each other and quietly sip the magically appearing coffee. Again, my friends and I don't notice this. Finally, we finish our meals, pay, and leave without being challenged. The cops suggest that real hackers would not actually openly discuss their hacking plans in the restaurant they intend to rob. They did, however, confirm that the stuff we were talking about sounded real, so we weren't some kids trying to get on the news or such. They suggest that we are from some software company or other similar entity. No real threat there. They will, however, make a report and do the basics to ensure we are not hurting anyone. So, during our discussion, we do talk about our own company by name. This is also reported to the diner's corporate IT. This, in turn, gets reported to our corporate office. Our corporate states that they don't know of any employees matching our description. We work in a separate building, so we don't have a lot of face-to-face interaction with our own administration. And that hacking or counter-hacking is not a service they provide. Now their company and ours believe that a pair of evildoers are going about masquerading as our techs and trying to talk their way into people's offices. A meeting is set up. The next day, the meeting happens, and since both myself and my friend are the senior tech analysts on duty, we are part of it. It is a conference call with the diner's corporate IT team. They explain the situation that there may be people pretending to work for us trying to get into our client systems. The police have a report on the situation, and there is a whole recording of the two people in question. We all sit down and the evidence plays, and we end up staring at ourselves sitting at a table across from a pair of cops, discussing how insecure the store is. Our entire side of the meeting starts laughing, and my boss explains that those two fat nerds are not employees but are sitting in on the meeting. We both announce ourselves and apologize to everyone for causing such a scene. The diner IT team is at a loss for words and finally we hear, so you guys could steal from us that easily? And that my friends is how we almost got arrested but instead landed a nice contract overhauling a restaurant chain's internal security. Oh, you know what? I feel like this is an r slash tales from tech support coupled with an r slash I do work here lady what a story i mean surely after this whole debacle i hope they fix the network now make it more secure at least isn't it funny how you two just being there having a coffee and speaking about how bad their security is actually landed you a pretty good contract that's so funny anyway the good thing is that nobody was hurt and you actually got it sorted out in the end i hope Now for our second story, the time my mother nearly strangled a surgeon. Title's not clickbait, I promise. When I was 16, they discovered a decent-sized benign bone cyst in my right femoral neck, aka my hip. The cyst had eaten the bone, hollowing it to a dangerous degree, and I needed surgery on it. I had the bone graft done, but it was very reluctant to heal. On the fateful September afternoon, six weeks after my first surgery, I was going down the steps when it happened. Two steps from the bottom, I slipped, fell, and heard a sickening crunch. That lovely September day happened to be Labor Day, i.e. a major national holiday in the US. The entire process of diagnosis, finding a surgeon, etc. took nearly 12 hours. That meant by the time we'd been transferred by ambulance, to a hospital 45 minutes away for the surgery, it was 2am. We were told waiting until morning wasn't feasible, but don't worry, the orthopedic surgeon would be there any minute now. By this point, I was so far gone in pain, I was yelling incoherent things and attempting to claw at my neck slash chest. I was also cycling through blackouts from the pain. It was heck on earth. 
My parents were holding me down when necessary, praying the surgeon would arrive soon and I could be knocked out. Into this whole mess came several people, all in hospital scrubs, dropping off tests and x-rays, writing notes, giving meds, etc. It was chaos. At which point, enter a scruffy looking man stage left. This guy was barely 5 foot 5, looked to be no older than 20 and was wearing a worn out t-shirt, jeans and dirty old gym shoes. He had exactly zero identifiers on him. Without introducing himself to anyone, he grabbed the x-rays, slapped them on the light board, flicked it on, then finally turned to address my parents. This random dude said, let's look at these x-rays together, shall we, mum and dad? Without waiting for an answer, the random dude looks at the x-rays, turns back to face my parents, and then uttered the now infamous line, oh, that's not good. This was the point where my stressed mother, who's been quietly panicking her daughter could lose her leg, stressed from the 12 hours it took to reach this point, and beyond stress from holding me down when I hallucinated from the pain, snapped. My mother lunged towards the random dude, only being stopped by the gurney and me in between them, and hissed, I'm gonna kill you. The random guy jumped backwards and finally seemed to realize his mistake, holding his hands up in a placating manner. He was actually the doctor. Oops, sorry, I'm your daughter's new surgeon. I swear I'm supposed to be here. Thankfully, my mother calmed down after that. The doctor turned out to be an amazing surgeon and I still see him over 15 years later. But I will never forget how my mum attempted to strangle him the minute they first met. Oh, wow, what a hilarious moment in an otherwise horrendous situation. Thank you for sharing, OP. Although, to be fair, I'm not sure it's great from your doctor to say oh that's not good without telling you exactly what he sees in the x-rays that's kind of worrying no on top of that i would have thought that a doctor or at least your surgeon would be wearing some form of identification otherwise yeah he just looks like a random dude but yeah apart from that little mistake your surgeon seems amazing and yeah that's so weird that you see him over 15 years later he must be pretty good funny that your mum attempted to strangle him the minute they first met though that is a good one now for our final story i do work here so you don't i work in a reception area as an assistant to one of the vice presidents at a fairly large retail company. The reception suite is also the lobby area for two other VPs and the first of several places you go to get to the CEO. They were interviewing potential new executives for a high-ranking position yesterday and I overhear pretty much all of their conversations. So I knew that they had already internally decided to hire one particular applicant and this last interview was just a formality. The CEO does a lot of undercover boss work. She's known for putting on workers clothes and going into our factories or going to the call center and handling customer service complaints herself. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Her face isn't on the website. She doesn't appear in promotional materials. Plus, she has a gender neutral name. She's really good at keeping it low key. The new applicant came and tried to walk past the desk, even though it's set up so that it's pretty obvious you need to check in. I said, hi, excuse me, do you have an appointment? And he just kind of grunted. I asked his name and who he was here to see so I could check him in. He just said, I'm expected, but I kindly insisted I get his full name and said something to the effect of, they like to get a heads up even before scheduled appointments to make sure all their ducks are in a row in the interest of your valuable time. He rolled his eyes and gave me his name and I realized he was the new executive they were very likely hiring. He'd worked just across the hall when hired, so I wasn't thrilled about that, but tried to keep a calm demeanor because we'd have to get along. He'd basically be my boss soon. 
Within a few seconds of sitting down, he said, Well, are they coming or did you even tell them that I'm here? I had paged the office phone. The person they were seeing was in a meeting that was running late, so I asked if he wanted coffee or water. He asked for a very elaborate coffee drink. All we have are Nescafe pods, but we're supposed to do whatever we can to avoid telling corporate visitors no. So I had someone go out to get his coffee from a Starbucks. Not even a thank you when she returned with it for him. The guy is getting increasingly more hostile, asking when his meeting will start, accusing me of bungling the schedule. Unplugging our lamp without asking so we could charge his iPad, etc. That's when our CEO comes out. She goes, I can start my shift early. You hop off. It isn't the first time she's come in pretending to be a receptionist. I deal with a lot of communications from people trying to get to the VPs, and she likes seeing how higher ups within the company treat us lowly assistants. Couldn't have come at a better time. He snaps his fingers at her and shakes his empty coffee cup to signal he wants a refill. He has his feet on our coffee table. The CEO is seeing all of it, but I really realize she doesn't know who the guy is or why he's here so i think he'll probably end up hired anyways as i start packing up the guy begins to complain to her about his meeting running late and basically says i hope you're better at your job than she is the ceo is immediately turned off by that behavior she apologizes for the wait and asks him if there was anything she could do to make his experience more pleasant he says with a straight face well if you're really committed to excellent service you could give me a quick blowy then cackles in the grossest most self-satisfied way then she gets up and introduces herself and the guy goes pale as a ghost he starts trying to say you know what that came out wrong but she tells him nothing he says now can undo what he's already said and he'll have to wait for his meeting outside because the employees won't be subjected to that kind of treatment dumbstruck he packs up and heads out he's just down the corridor when the guy he's meeting with surfaces i run to grab him the ceo can't believe such a vulgar guy is meeting with someone so important and asks who he is she recognizes the name as the one who's been selected as a hire in the email she cc'd on and goes no oh no no this guy is a lawsuit waiting to happen besides no one stupid enough to abuse a secretary at a job interview is qualified for this work the one he was meeting with didn't see any of the preceding events so is beyond confused the interviewee knows he's sunk and just sheepishly leaves doesn't even say anything beautiful display i love our ceo oh wow what an awesome story and what an awesome ceo you have that guy was an absolute pig A CEO that cares so much about her company that she does a lot of undercover work to make sure everyone is doing the right thing and being nice, that is a CEO that you want to work for. It really just proves that CEOs that stay connected with their staff and look how the company is doing at micro levels will really be more successful than other people who don't. Like I'm sure that this woman knows exactly what is going on in every facet of her company. Really great to see. Anyway guys, that is going to do it for this episode on my channel. I really hope you have enjoyed it. Let me know down below. Is my voice a little better? I really hope it is. It seems to be a little bit better, but let me know. If you want more, check out the playlist on screen right away, but also leave your comments down below. Let me know new subreddits that I haven't looked at. I want to diversify the content a bit more on this channel, so yeah, hit me up with your comments down below and upvote your favorite ones. With that all being said, I will see you guys tomorrow for a brand new upload.